0: Good evening, everyone. It is a blessing and a privilege to come together in the middle of the week and uh, just come and pray for each other and to pray for this work. Um, financially, this work is is supported by the faithful giving of God's people here, and spiritually. This work is supported by the faithful prayers of God's people. And I just wanna thank you for, for your prayer. And you know, we could have a a prayer chain and probably pray over the phone in some way. We could probably play pray electronically through email. We could even get together and zoom and, and have prayer groups and I'm sure you do a measure of that I've done a measure of that as well um, but there's nothing like looking you in the eye <laughs> and meeting with you face to face and praying with you and praying for you and I can tell you as a pastor there is there is no um, th- there is no comparison to, to, to the comfort that you get to know that God's people are praying for you that God's people are praying for me Personally, individually, God's people are praying for his work here. It shows that you're invested yeah, in this work and that you, uh, you take it to the highest level. That is, you take it right to God in prayer. And I appreciate um, your prayers. I appreciate the time that we spend doing this. Um, in, we've been looking at Ecclesiastes and looking at um, some motivations for our prayer and we see um, several motivations coming from some of the main themes of Ecclesiastes and um, uh, I know the New Testament encourages us to pray to pray for our leaders, to pray for those over us, those who have responsibility to care for us and it's thinking of, of our, our, uh, our leaders in, um, in the political jurisdictions that they have we see that they need prayer. Um, we understand through prayer that God is in control of all things. And uh, yeah, we have a responsibility to vote and to um, take care of anything that, that needs to be taken, putting the right people in there and moving the, <laughs> moving the wrong people out. And, and there's, a, there's a responsibility we have for that. But we have an awesome responsibility to pray um, because we understand God is in control. Uh, men, human beings do certain things and, and, and uh, set up organizations to do things, and our government is one of those things. But it's still God that is in control, and that's why we come together and we pray. We are practicing our faith by praying together. And so we've looked at a passage, and can I just point this to you in a second for just a short time, and then I'm going to um, highlight some other verses as well. In Ecclesiastes 10... Verse 16, woe, well, let me give you a chance to look at it. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 16. It says, woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. Happy are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobility and your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. Um, just a very, very, very loose interpretation. It's good to have good leaders. <laughs> it's hard to have leaders who are, are um, childish, immature, aren't thinking of the good of the people that they serve, uh, and, and take advantage of them. It's good when you have leaders who understand their role and understand that under God that they give account to God and so it just highlights our need to pray to pray because we know if a person doesn't know Christ um, they can kind of like accidentally be a good leader (laughs) you know they can do some things that that are okay and helpful in certain ways but if they don't surrender to God um, they're really in trouble now the comfort we have is I don't care what kind of leader you are you can think you're not going to answer to God and not surrender, but God is sovereign over all things. So you don't, you're not going to usurp your little man-made authority over God's. He's, he's going to take care of that. But that's why we pray as well. So um, Proverbs 15, I want to look at just um, a few things about our prayer. <clears throat> Proverbs 15, there's a couple verses there I want to speak on today. Verse 8 and verse 9. We'll look at verse 26 and verse 29. Let's talk about prayer and the power of prayer and who has the um, opportunity to pray. Who has the opportunity to pray? Um, Think about it this way. Um, Your phone, you have a contact list on that phone, meaning you you can... you have the direct numbers to certain individuals. They're 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 in your list, right? They're part of your team, so to speak. Um, now I have a contact list, but I don't have uh, the mayor on that contact list. I, I don't have um, key people in, in, in politics. I don't have a governor on that on that contact list, and um, he doesn't have me on his either. I know that for a fact because <laughs> he never called me to ask my advice or even asked me to pray for. Him. Uh, I don't have our senators that don't have the president of the united states and and i don't have that kind of influence in that way but isn't it amazing i can talk to god you ever thought about that you can send an email to a president or you can send you you might have an issue with a company and you want to talk to to the executive there you can send an email you wonder if it's being read and get a response you wonder if that's a real response or his assistant is sending you out some you know um, patent uh, response that just comes but you can talk to god you ever thought about that you have the privilege as a believer to talk directly to god and he cares and he listens verse 8 says this the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the lord but the prayer of the upright is acceptable to him god does not hear the prayer of every individual I like the distinction, the upright and the wicked. People don't like those terms today. They don't want to be called wicked. The Bible terms anyone wicked who does not follow and trust in God. And he says that kind of person can't expect to have an audience with God in prayer. On the other hand, the prayer of the upright is acceptable to him. I get some calls on my cell phone, and I immediately look at my phone. It has an 800 number or some goofy number. I don't answer it. I don't know about you, but I, I, I push the button that just, it, it says decline. I ain't, I ain't going to waste my time. If I don't know who you are, I'm really not going to talk to you. Because I have enough people that I know that I spend my time daily with, that take up my time, that I don't need to waste time with people I don't even know. God says, when you ring, he recognizes your number. (laughs) He knows your number. He knows your voice. He hears what you say. Verse 9, the way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But he loves him who pursues righteousness. God loves when you pray to him. God loves to hear from you. God loves you to pursue a relationship with him. He says the wicked, though, is abomination. He doesn't have the time of day. He's angry with that individual. He's not on good terms with that individual. He's not even neutral with that individual. Verse 26, the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but gracious words are pure. (laughs) Verse 29, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Isn't that good to know? You know, that's echoed again in Psalm 34, and uh, I'll maybe touch on that some other time. But I want you to be encouraged that you have, you and I have an opportunity to speak to God tonight on behalf of what's happening here on earth, in our situation, and He hears your prayer. It's a delight to Him. He's looking forward to it. He's not like, oh man, them again, I want to hear from them. He has the time and He has the love and the compassion to ask you to make time out to speak with him and I'm encouraged that you want to take advantage of that tonight and I want to encourage you in that to pray to God there is no greater uh, source that we can connect with than God and we have a genuine connection remember and appreciate why we have that connection that connection is made possible because the Lord Jesus Christ himself paid for my sin and brought Purchase a relationship for me, a connection for me with the Father, with his blood. And because of that, we can pray tonight.
1: Good evening, saints. We're going to be meditating again in the Gospel of John in chapter 15. As I read today, um, one of the reasons that we do meditation, we do a study of the word, and then we do meditation, and then we start getting into our prayer sections. And meditation is like a blending of the word and prayer. And what you want to do is you're ministering and you're hearing from God. And so meditation is like the prayer part, but you're quiet, you're trying to hear from God. A lot of times when we pray, we can tend to have one-way conversations. Right? Hey, God, I need this, bye. But meditation is, hey, God, I heard from your word, now add to that. And so what I want you to do, this is one thing, it does kind of bother me a little bit. um, What I want us to do, I think it's important the way you enter church way you enter the service when service is about to begin, things like that. Um, It doesn't mean that everybody can't crack a joke or can't have fun, because I love to crack jokes and have fun. But there needs to be an assumption that we are together entering into the presence of God. Right? And God is a joyous God, and God says in His presence is joy forevermore. So I'm not saying that we got to sit there and be sad and make a holy face But what I'm saying is, is that there has to be an attitude of worshipfulness and weight. So, as we approach God's word, we should almost be ready to bear the brunt of this weight being laid on our shoulders. Not a bad burden, right? Not like when you go to work and you know your boss is going to say something right when you're trying to leave. Not that kind of burden. No, a burden of like, I'm going to receive something from God. And it may be too big for me and God is therefore after that going to help me lift it and carry that and that's how I feel when I'm doing my studies and that's how you should feel when you're hearing God's word and so allow the the reading of it to pour into you don't let anything else distract you so let me read here it says I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser It's a beautiful section of scripture. He says, I am the true vine, and the Father is the vine dresser. Now let's talk about that. A lot of times, when we approach God's work, we can approach it as if it's our work. One of the things, and one of the themes that me and Heidi are trying to teach in Sunday school, but we both are kind of teaching a similar Sunday school if you really are paying attention to what we're doing. And the idea is this. Until you are confident that you are teaching and reading and understanding the words of Jesus, there's no power in your words no matter how good they are. Your words might be sophisticated and witty and classy, and smooth but unless those words are what Jesus are saying they don't have any power because the power comes from Jesus not from us but what do people do when they try to think about preaching they think about cultivating their cultural they're their cultivating a sense of charisma they think about making their personality big they think about making people enjoy the time They think about making people laugh. They think about inspiring emotions. They think about connecting with an audience. And with all those thoughts that, hey, maybe they are important in some realm, but they are such secondary importance to the real importance of teaching, which is being connected to the vine. And what happens is, as we get more advanced, sometimes we can lose the basics. Now, you might say, well, you know, Brian, can't you get bored of the basics? Well, let me ask you this. Every year, baseball goes through spring training. Now, these are the best players in the world. Why do they go through spring training every year? And what do you think they work on? What do you think they work on? You think they work on stealing a home run, jumping over the fence and stealing a home run from being a home run? You think they work on blasting home runs, not 400 feet but 405 feet? No, they work on the basics. Hitting the ball with the bat. Throwing the ball where you want it to go. Catching the ball. Where to stand. They don't even think about that because the coaches worry about that basic stuff right and if you do the basic stuff over and over and over it doesn't look basic anymore because repetition is the mother of skill what I want us as a saints to do is get back to those basics right we can get distracted by our own gifts sometimes right you know I know I do that I'll be like ooh I'm going to teach this sermon, and I'll be imagining the way that the sermon is going to be. And in my imagination, when I'm done, people just be crying. Somebody just fall on the ground crying, like, you know, somebody else get convicted of their sins and run out to church screaming. People crowd in, and they watch it on Facebook, and it went viral. And then they all come up and be like, man, what did he say? Wow, how did he say it? And then God be like, if that's what I wanted, it would already happen. Wake up. Wake up. Divide my word the right way. Say my truth the right way. Be connected to the vine. What happens, he says, if you're not connected to the vine? Speak it. You'd Be cut off. Cast into the fire. In other words, the result of not being connected to Jesus is a loss of power. Now, let's talk about this practically as we go into prayer. When we're tired, what is happening to us? What makes you more tired? Let's say you're running, you're on a treadmill, and you're on nine minutes and 30 seconds, and you're trying to go 10 minutes. What makes you the most tired? Counting every second. What makes a day of work long? When you looking at the clock, every, oh, it ain't even an hour done pass yet? Man, my goodness, I'm only halfway done already? This guy been talking to me for hours, it seemed like, and only five minutes passed? Here my boss come again, oh my goodness, right? Phone call ringing again, and you look at the clock again, it's only 12.30? taking the eye and looking at that. Now, you know what keep me running? Sometimes it's the goal of, man, I want to lose this much weight this week. You know, if I give up, I'm still going to be just as fat as I am. What can I do to reach my goal? How is this next step reaching my goal? Don't think about just taking one more step. Think about I'm not even thinking about them steps I'm thinking about my goal well it's the same with the Christian work if you think about waking up and coming to church oh man now I got to get the kids up now I got to do this you can make anything seem like it's torture but if you focus on what God wants to do through it it can become achievable so abide in him and we could talk about the ramifications of how that leads to loving each other, too, um, if you want to talk after service. But we'll turn it over. To, well, I don't know who we turn it over to. I don't see him. All right, Whitney? Uh, All right. What about this? Did Andy give any mics to anybody yet? Okay. All right. What we'll do is we'll lead in group. Pr- oh, here he is.
2: There you go. Else had to get me out of the depths. <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> How's everybody tonight? So, um. What I want to focus on prayer tonight is, I want to just focus um, again on the children that we got next door. So um, let's have Jamar, can you pray for um, true Seekers and the ministry we're doing for the kids of the true Seekers? And then Jonathan, can you pray for the kids in the schools? Um, because I know they're going through a lot of tr- struggles with those who are virtual, those who are in, those who are somewhere in between there. Um, how it's really tough on kids. Um, so Jamar kind of looks at the spiritual, and you kind of look at them in schools, but also that they can be a spiritual light even though they're not together as in person. Then I'll close up.
3: Dear Lord, thank you for allowing us tonight just to have this chance to sit together and just go through your word. And pray an for truth seekers as they are over there, the kids learning and just being taught by the teachers over there. The Lord just they're going through with their training and their teaching of your word and just uh, pray that you would just allow this to be a, a chance just to root and just to plant seeds of uh, Christianity, of just the knowledge of you, the Lord, at a young age. Um, Satan is out here right now trying to get kids early on, the Lord, and pull them out of the church and out of just uh, places and mindsets of you, the Lord. I just pray this is a, a great thing that we may continue to support, continue to push, and continue to just um, advertise and tell the neighborhood about the Lord. Use it as a way just to get kids to hear you, the Lord. Uh, unfortunately, most people uh, nowadays are bringing kids to church and they don't learn about you, and they're just out here now. They don't know about uh, the greatness of you, the Lord. I pray that true seekers may continue to be used in that way, as as a as a way just to promote and just to tell people about what God has done to children at a young age, the Lord. That they may learn about you early on. I thank you just for those that are over there now, uh, continue to just teach and just to um, just to be there for them, the Lord. And I just pray you just allow us to continue to work, allow us to continue just to be a blessing to them, and just thank you for everything you've done for that ministry. In the name of the Son of Jesus, amen. Dear Lord, just what the
0: challenges they're going through, right? now with this virus and just guide them all to you in jesus name amen
2: lord we just continue in prayer i just want to lift up the children lord as they are the, the next to follow behind us um, i want to lift up all the parents lord as we are the first line of um, spreading the gospel to our children lord to um, model the gospel to them or to continue to point them In the daily, as we see them towards the relationship with you and this the power of a relationship with you and how a godly life should look, Lord. And I look next to the church, Lord, as we are models, um, even if we don't have children, of what godly living should look like. And we're allowing them to be immersed with godly people in the body, Lord. And um, have a lot of people that are willing. Even at this church, I can just look at think of almost everybody here would not hesitate to help one of our children if they had a question scripturally or help point them in the right direction, how they should act. Lord, I ask that um, through our church we have two seekers, that you continue to just bless that ministry, continue to grow it, Lord. Um, continue to increase the numbers of children that come and um, can hear your gospel and be pointed towards that, Lord. And as an offshoot of that, that hopefully we can bring parents in, allow them to be able to be ministered while the kids are over there, Lord. Um, just continue to use that ministry and continue to um, help it have a powerful impact in our kids, Lord, and help that be a conduit which um, the children can minister to their classmates, Lord. Um, if they're in a Christian school or not a Christian school, Lord, we know that there will be those that um, are in the school that are not yours, Lord. And allow them to be little lights for you, Lord. And um, to just uh, continue to spread the gospel, continue to talk about true seekers, and continue to be a light to those children, Lord, that um, they can hear your word, Lord. And we ask that you just be with them as they go through the struggles of. Um, schools not being in person or being virtual, Lord, it's sounds that's a struggle for the kids. It can be stressful for them, Lord. It, it can affect their grades, Lord. That this doesn't have a lasting negative impact on the children, Lord, but um, has a uh, one that can turn around to be a positive one, Lord, and um, that we can use this opportunity. If they're not in school, that they can still try to reach their classmates and um, be that that light and testimony for them. And in your name, we you pray.